The Bible Study Podcast, episode 453. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 22. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're continuing on with chapter 22. Jesus here is in Holy Week in between Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Easter. And he has had an interaction here over the last couple episodes, the last couple chapters with the Pharisees as he's teaching in the temple and healing people in the temple. They ask him about authority. He doesn't tell them because they won't tell him whose authority John brought. And then he gives a couple parables that show that God will reject them because they are rejecting him. But then that doesn't end everything. It's amazing how many of the parables here or how many of the stories in this section of Matthew have to do with Jesus' interaction with the Pharisees, or in this case, also with the Sadducees, as we'll see later today, who are another set of religious leaders. And we'll talk about what makes them different. So Matthew records a number of these different interactions. So the next thing that they go to trap him with is taxes. And we're in Matthew 22, verse 15. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Always be a little careful when somebody is buttering you up like they are here because it is a trap and they're trying to uh, smooth things over with some really slick words here. But the trap here is that Caesar is an occupying power. Caesar is not Jewish. And even though the Jewish people actually invited the Romans in because their kings were so bad, they don't really like, and a lot of people are ready to actively revolt against the Romans. And so it would be unpopular to say, yes, you should pay taxes to Caesar. But of course, it would be very, very unpopular with the Romans were he to say, no, you should not pay taxes with Caesar. So what they're hoping is he'll get himself in trouble with the crowd who will reject him so that they can then go ahead and do away with him if he can get him separated from the crowd's support, or that the Romans will do away with him on themselves if he puts himself as one of those people who wants to promote rebellion with Rome by saying don't pay taxes. So it seems to be a pretty darn good trap. But Jesus, it continues, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me a coin used for paying tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. Our civil authorities do require our support, do deserve our support, and basically Caesar is the one who is providing the money, he says. So give to Caesar what is Caesar, but give to God what is God's. It's a good answer. And he basically said, yes, go ahead and pay taxes, but he said it in a way that made sense. He said it in a way that did not separate him from the crowds. Not yet, at least. He will do that himself later on this week as he becomes more clear about who he is or who he claims to be. But first we get this, the Sadducees. Now, when we start this story, one thing you need to understand about the Sadducees is they are a different religious group 
They are more associated with the priests, the high priests, than the Pharisees are. Both of them you will not find in the Old Testament, but they came up during the intertestamental period, the 500 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Sadducees are different from the Pharisees because they do not believe in the resurrection. They only believe in the first five books of the Bible, in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They don't then read the histories or the Psalms or the prophets with the same authority. And because resurrection isn't mentioned in those first five books, they don't believe in resurrection. So they come up with a thought puzzle, not quite how many angels can dance on the head of a pin, but something along those lines that goes like this. That same day, the Sadducees, who said there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and the third brother right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. So you may remember if you took a marriage vow that you promised what? You promised until death do us part, that marriages end with death. And Jesus says, so no, he, she won't be the wife of anyone in your made-up scenario, because that's not what the next life will be like. And I always wonder if that's because in this life, it's just so hard to have that kind of relationship, the closeness that we have, even with one person. And those of you who are married will probably back me up. It can be the greatest joy in your life and also at times quite frustrating uh, because it's amazing how a friend of us said, for instance, if you want to find out how selfish you are, get married. It won't change it, but you'll at least have someone who will tell you. So they're wrong. They're they're wrong about marriage. They're wrong also, though, about the resurrection. And so Jesus goes on to quote from the books of the Bible that they read from the Torah that God calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God does not say, I was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob before they died, became worm food, and will never be again. But God says, I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. And so he comes back to them with words from the scripture that they understand that say, your understanding of resurrection is wrong. And it's interesting then, because we go on to hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You will love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. It was once said that a Jewish rabbi was asked, could he, took a bet, could he explain all of the Bible, all of the Old Testament, that is, to say, in while standing on one foot, and he said, 
just what Jesus did. Love the Lord your God with your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbors yourself. And all the rest is commentary. Jesus says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments, that basically all of the rest of it helps explain those two commandments. Love God, love others. If you get those two right, you've gotten so, so much right uh, that basically that's what God is looking for. And the rest is commentary. The rest hang on those two commandments. And then to wrap up the chapter, while the Pharisees were gathering together, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, how is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared ask to him any more questions. And so we finish the question portion of the round, as Jesus has left them speechless. He's left them speechless because they understand the Messiah is the son of David, but they don't quite understand the relationship between David and the Messiah. And of course, they also don't understand that Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one of God, is standing in their midst. And they are blinded by that, unfortunately, even as the crowds are astonished with their teaching they are still plotting to have him killed. And it's the middle of that week, and pretty soon they will get what they wish. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Also, if you're enjoying the Bible Study Podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, which will help other people find the show. And thanks so much for listening. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.